I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head, a safe place to hide a hurting heart, a gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. My lady wonder wench used to create quite a stir when we first moved into this neighborhood. Well, actually, she creates quite a stir any place she goes, but see, every morning, the neighbors used to see this beautiful, smart, sexy woman stride out the front door wearing tight riding breeches, high black boots with big jangly spurs, and carrying a whip. And the wives around here sometimes jump to conclusions, you know. In the case of the guys, I think it's probably more just like very wishful thinking. And I must admit that she does look a little bit like she might have just stepped out of one of those kinky websites. If you don't know that she really does have a horse and she rides every day. Well, today she had her street clothes draped over one arm and a stack of mail that had to go to the post office under her other arm. And she had a bag of garbage that she was going to put in the pail up at the end of the driveway. And she had her whip in the other hand, you know. She gave me a kiss goodbye. She opened the door. She took one step outside and ran into a spider web. The garbage went flying. The clothes spilled all over the patio. The mail scattered all over the yard. And she cut loose with a shriek so high that only blondes with long hair and four legs could hear it. <laughs> and she started swatting at the web with the whip like some kind of rap singer standing on a hot stove with her one hand and, and she was frantically fluffing her hair with the other hand. So eventually we got things quieted down. You know, she came back inside, she went to the bathroom, she combed her hair and whatever else, you know, she got things under control. And she got started back out on her way. And, and I, I took a cup of coffee and I, I was sitting down, I was having a little breakfast. And I got to thinking about the spider. Now, you know, he's probably not really the size of an Alaskan king crab. You know, with six huge hairy legs and rolling stone lips and fangs, you know, and he wasn't really lying in wait for Wonder Wench. You know, he's, he's probably like a half an inch long, you know, maybe weighs half an ounce. Probably has his own spider name. Maybe he's known as Georgie with the other spider guys, you know. He's just out minding his own business, walking around, enjoying the sun, checking the tie downs for the web. You know, and all of a sudden, this, this tornado comes ripping through his house and tears it down. And he doesn't have insurance, you know. So the only consolation the poor little guy's going to get is, is probably bragging rights at the spider club. You know, hey, guys, you should have seen the size of the one I caught today. Sure, Georgie. No, guys, really, you should have seen the teeth. She even had them jangling on the backs of her heels. Poor little guy. You ever notice how a lot of people and not just women, like to give spiders and mice plenty of room, but we're fascinated by them for some reason. We tell stories about them. Hickory dickory dock, the mouse ran up the clock. The eensy weensy spider went up the water spout. Actually, only women tell that one because no guy I've ever heard of could ever bring himself to saying eensy weensy, what the heck is that? Guys don't talk like that. Actually, Guys don't really talk very much at all, and that can be a problem. Much bigger problem than any eensy-weensy spider. A buddy of mine called this morning to tell me that his lady left him last night, and he was stunned. Seems 
she met some guy who understood what an erogenous zone a woman's ears are. When some guy who understands how to use words fondles them with warm and strong and, and tender stories. Now, my buddy is a nice guy. He's powerful, accomplished, highly ethical guy. But he's from the John Wayne school of loving, you know. And I guess he just wasn't taking care of her needs for oral sex. Oral with an A, A A-U-R-A-L. And I know the words were inside him because I know the guy very well. He just couldn't get him out. I guess you could make a reasonable case for the idea that Mr. New Guy spun a web of wonderful words and, and caught my buddy's girl. She wasn't strong enough to tear down his trap and escape. And that brings up an interesting point. It's a point that we deal with in the personal audio CD called Love Comes When You Least Expect It. The question is, when, when does sexy flirting become too sexy? And what do you mean too sexy? I mean, is a little sexy okay? So, a story came out of Hollywood today, and it said, quote, Sienna Miller's sex scene with Hayden Christensen in her new movie is so steamy it has prompted speculation that it might be more than acting. Director George Hickenlooper said, quote, I can't comment. You'll have to ask Sienna about it, end quote. So when the physical stuff's just about the same, is there a difference between sex that's cheating and sex that's just acting or sex that just doesn't have any love involved with it? Physical part of it's pretty clear. I mean, you got a beautiful woman naked in bed with a hunky guy, and their private parts are doing quite publicly what private parts do. But the director, this guy who ought to know, said the question about whether the sex was real or not was something that you'd have to ask the woman about. And the answer has to get kind of complicated and totally personal, even if it's as public a context as a movie. The question might go something like this. Ms. Miller and Mr. Christensen were performing a sexual act. But the question is, Ms. Miller, did you give yourself to him? And if you did, was it on purpose? Or was it because things got out of hand and you couldn't help yourself? And maybe just important, um, how do you feel about it now, afterwards? If you did give yourself to him, are you doing it again every time you think about it? And Mr. Christensen, like any other guy, can you really tell the difference between what's real and what's acting? And which do you think it was? And would it have made a difference to you? These aren't just idle questions. I cheated in my life. I'm not proud about it, but it happened, and that's the way it is. And I think anybody who has been in a similar situation, if he's got any kind of conscience at all, he thinks about questions like these. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. I'd very much like to get your feelings about this. Drop me a, an email at dick at dicksummer.com. I'd appreciate that. I really would. And anyway, I can certainly understand why guys like Hayden Christensen leave the house every day to go to work, whistling there's no business like show business. Six details, fascinating but totally unimportant facts that we give you to stuff in one ear so you can squeeze the important things that you're thinking about that are keeping you awake out the other ear. 
If you refrigerate your rubber bands, they will last longer. Of course, then you'll have a real cold snap on your hands, wouldn't you? The world's termites outweigh the world's humans 10 to 1. But I have seen the beer bellies at the mall, and I think we're gaining on them. Weird story. Woman in Italy was crying at her husband's funeral, and suddenly she heard a voice from inside the casket. Turns out one of uh, her late husband's buddies was a ventriloquist, and he thought he would lighten things up a little by making it seem like the words, let me out, were coming from inside the coffin. Weird guy. (laughs) Probably got the idea from Woody Allen's very famous bit about the guy who was asked what he'd most like to hear his friends saying as they were bending over his coffin. And Woody Allen said the words that that he would most like to hear would be, look, he's moving. (laughs) Dicks to tails. They take your mind off your mind. So, when does flirting become too sexy? And what's too sexy? Are you cheating if you're just being a little sexy? Where are the lines between innocent fun and cheating? And what if the sex isn't part of loving? Suppose it's just sex, or just acting like sex. Can that mean... If you're just acting, you're not necessarily breaking your promises to the person you really love. That's part of the personal audio CD called Love Comes When You Least Expect It. That question driving one of the guys in the story just absolutely nuts. The cut from the Love Comes When You Least Expect It personal audio CD is called Beauty and the Beast. This is a story about two pilots and a normal human being. It's also a story about trading a life full of trust for a moment of truth. There are no heroes or villains, but unfortunately, there are winners and losers. Now, before you pass judgment on any of these people, please stop for just a moment and think, what would you have done under the same circumstances if nobody would have ever found out? Until tonight, I thought trust and truth went together like mom and apple pie or beauty and the beast. But tonight, your beast touched another woman, my love. We really are like beauty and the beast. You are so lovely. I've never lied to you before. But how can I tell you? How can I trade your trust for this truth? I won't have to tell you. You'll know. You'll hear it in my voice first. Then you'll see it in my eyes. That's the way it always has been when something goes wrong. I know what beauty loves about this beast. It's the absolute concentration on our love. I used to watch you so carefully in the moonlight that the night turned purple around you. Your sleeping face became so beautiful, so supple. You lit every cell in your body with the warm golden light that you feel inside. You always slept so close to innocence, especially after we made love. Most nights your skin has a scent of yellow and blue wildflowers mixed with smoke from a hardwood fire about it. And those are the nights when beauty wants to make love with her beast. And now it's only a question of time until you know. A question of time, 10 minutes. That's all it was, just an ounce of loving that I gave her, a drop of concentration from the ocean that belongs to you. 
How many Christmas Eves full of homemade presents? How many children's questions? How many laughs and tears have we shared, my love? How long have you been my beauty, my woman, my trusted friend? Not touching you now would be a sin against the God who gave us to each other. Until tonight, I thought trust and truth went together like beauty and the beast. Now, if I ever trade your trust, my love, for this truth, how will I ever touch you again? How will I ever touch you again? And how could a man who calls a woman my love ever be unfaithful to her? And if he is unfaithful, even only once, can she ever have faith in him again? And just as important, can he ever regain his faith in himself? How could a thing like that happen? It was midnight. It was windy. It was cold. The coffee was so old that it tasted like it had a crust. There was a familiar smell of aviation gas and dust hanging over the old brown cracked leather couch in the pilot's lounge. You know, most people think of airports, they think of JFK or O'Hare or LAX. Airports, their destinations. But this was just a fuel stop runway in the middle of a trip. A trip that had 500 more miles to go in a little four-seat airplane. It was getting bounced around pretty badly on a raw, nasty, dangerous, icy night. It should have meant 50 more gallons of gas for the plane and about 10 minutes of rest for the pilot. There was just enough light from an old green shaded lamp to trace the out-of-place tinkle of dangle earrings flickering under long, shining, soft brown hair. She had a soft voice, quick smile, warm laugh. She was slowly running her fingers through her hair when one of her fingernails clicked against some uncomfortable clasp that slowly came undone. She was instantly vulnerable, warm, unprotected. Every mysterious woman I've ever met. She became a quick question mark in the long everyday story of our lives, my love. You were so far away. There were 500 miles of black winter wind and deadly ice between us. And her soft lips were smiling close enough to feel her breath on my cheek. I know trust is forever. I know dreams are for lifetimes. But temptation is a moment out of time. So it has no respect for all of our years. It happened in an instant. The stranger became a lover. You became a stranger, my love. That's Beauty and the Beast, 
It's from The Love Comes When You Least Expect It, personal audio CD. Really like to hear what you think about that. What do you think about those ideas? The email address is dick at dicksummer.com. If you like the story, you can just keep this pod program, of course, or if you want a fresh copy or if you'd like to know the rest of the story, you can click on the Love Comes When You Least Expect It personal audio CD icon at uh, www.dicksummer.com. You can download it from CD Baby or whatever works for you. So what have we learned? Well, sometimes a woman wearing tight riding breeches, high black boots with spurs and carrying a whip really is going riding. In Wonder Wench's case, she is. Oral sex can tear a woman's heart open and rip a relationship apart. That's oral with an A, A A-U-R-A-L. Here are the other kinds pretty good, too. Most important for me, the thing that I really believe is that our hearts are the most private of all of our private parts. Because no matter what our other private parts are doing, no matter who else might be watching, even in a movie theater, we're the only ones who actually know what we're really doing in our hearts with whoever is naked inside. Okay. Time to tuck you in now. I'm Dick Summer, and I hope you'll come back soon for a gentle place to fall. Quiet place to rest your head. Safe place to hide a hurting heart. Nice and easy now. Couple of deep breaths, come on. There you go. Just one more. That's better. All the way to sleep. All the way to sleep. Good night.